Welcome to Your Gal Friday, a podcast about female leaders, innovators, and rule breakers. Each week, your hosts, Leah and Phoebe, will shine a spotlight on an amazing gal and talk about what we can all learn from her. Brought to you by Gal's Guide to the Galaxy. Welcome to Your Gal Friday. I am Dr. Leah Leach. And I'm Phoebe Freer. Today we are wrapping up our journey into the real-life gals of Hamilton in our epilogue show. We're going to cross-compare the gals, see how it changes for better or for worse our view of the musical, and see what we learned along the way. So to recap, the girls we covered were all five of the Schuyler sisters, Martha Washington, and both Mama and daughter Theodosia Burr. And now for this special episode, we are not alone. We nope. have a guest. We Yes. So your Gal Friday listener and Hamilton fan, Jessica, is joining us. So welcome, Jessica. Welcome, Jessica. Thank you. We're so happy you're here. Absolutely. (laughs) I'm happy to be here. Let's dig on into it, shall we? Totally. So, Jessica, I'll start with you. How did you like learning about these real-life gals of Hamilton? I actually really liked learning about them because so I could, like, compare the musical to... The real, what they really did. Sweet. I love it. Well, Phoebe, how did you like learning about these real life gals of Hamilton? I thought it was really amazing. Um, I thought it was really cool to compare the, like Jessica said, to compare the musical to real life situations, but also to learn about gals that we don't actually hear about much in the musical. I mean, they do try to cover a lot about. Um, the Schuyler sisters and all that, but like Martha Washington mm-hmm. is only barely mentioned. She's not actually right. in the musical, and the Theodosias are only, I mean, they're barely in the musical too, but their stories are so fascinating. So it was cool to learn basically about our founding mothers. Right, exactly. So what yes. about you, Leah? Uh, for me, I loved it because it added a whole nother layer to the musical. I mean, totally. I, I think I love it more. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hard to do. I, loved, I know, it's, but it somehow happened. And uh, I love that we had an opportunity where I could fully immerse myself and become super geek about it and yet had an yeah. excuse. <laughs> totally. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so that made it quite fun. <laughs> Absolutely. That's really cool. Well, this kind of goes hand in hand with it. Um, but how did you like spending some time learning about women behind the American Revolution? Because we were talking about the American Revolution right. uh, for this series. I thought it was cool. In the musical, uh, they say stuff like, to the Union, to the Revolution. And then you talk to an American and you're like, yeah, the Revolution, you know. The, the thing the, we did. How, the thing we did. Yeah. It's like, okay. <laughs> but the the musical gave us an excuse to learn actually about our own American history. So I thought that was pretty that was pretty cool and I have a hard time learning history as we know and but putting it all into stories into perspective and then associating it with a musical that really helped me kind of ground it in something, right? Totally, yeah. Yes. I liked learning about it because as Phoebe said people are just like, yeah, that thing we did. And Especially learning about the women behind it, it's just like girl power. 
(laughs) (laughs) Exactly. What is your perspective from like hearing about it through like normal schooling, hearing about the revolution through your normal schooling versus hearing about it through like Hamilton and through podcasts and stuff? Like in school, it's kind of boring for me to learn about it, but like learning it through musical and podcasts that I can listen to, it really helps me like grabs the concept more. Awesome. That's great. See, I love that. (laughs) History can be really fun, I swear. Yeah. And what about you, Leah? Yeah. Um, I I mean, I I think I even said in in the uh the first episode of the Hamilton series, I've avoided this time period of history, the American Revolution. I'm actually gonna steal my husband's phrasing. He calls it a lack of interest in rich white guy problems. Yeah, that's fair. Right? So but I mean like for the last couple of years though, I have known about my countrymen side of the family. Um, and you know, all but one of them fought for George Washington. But of course, the one dude that I am that direct descendant of was for the British. So I was very weary. And I also always felt contradictory, (laughs) kind of digging into the American Revolution uh, time. Um, But I wanted to inbred myself. And I really am glad I did. Um, I learned a whole bunch. And I honestly, I have less of a Disney ideal of the American Revolution. And I guess I would say, I don't know, I have more of like a PBS frontline investigation kind of, you know, view of the American Revolution. That's awesome. Yeah. So did learning about these gals change your view of the musical at all? Jessica, do you want to go first? Yeah. Um, it changed my view because you get more of a concept of just not just the men of Hamilton, but also the women of Hamilton, because... It's like, they did awesome stuff, too. Why is it mostly about them? Yes, very true. Oh, I love it. Phoebe, what about you? Um, It definitely changed my perspective on the musical. I thought I loved the musical just the way it was, and I heard Lin-Manuel Miranda say, like, oh, he added the woman as much as he could and all this stuff. Now that I've researched the woman, um, not, not saying anything bad against Lin-Manuel, However, I would like to disagree with the fact that he included the woman as much as he could. I, I would humbly disagree um, because I feel like I, I've learned so much learning just about the women as well right. as learning with Hamilton, you know, and there's so much that actually could have been added because the woman helped their husbands, especially so much that there's just it, it could have added even more of a dimension to it. So, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. very true. I, I mean, I will say for me, it did make me love it more. Totally. Um, and I appreciate that we get to know and kind of empathize with Eliza and with Angelica um, yeah. in the musical. So we kind of get that embodiment. Um, there's much more in tone of voice. And I haven't seen the play in person, but I'm sure in body language, you know what I mean? To kind of um, add more layers to it. Right. Um, and then Peggy, I will say that we just don't get enough of her, but yeah. we get enough to yes. want to know more. And I think that is the kind of the same for the for the Theodosias too. We right. get enough to want to know more, and um, and it's one of those things where it's like I love that. I love the sparking the creativity and go learn more about this. So totally, I appreciated yeah. that with the musical. Now I will say 
uh, what has made me really conflicted with the musical is learning all of the terrible stuff that Burr did in real life. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Everything <laughs> past. So yeah. Conflicting now. Oh, it's so, oh my gosh. Jessica, what'd you feel about right? that? Uh, uh, uh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's a fair response. I think that yeah, sums it I up think pretty so well. <laughs> oh, but I mean, like, because we, we talked about in the episode that that fake uh, Manhattan company that he created just to make a bank. Uh, of course, the whole dual thing as well. Um, right. But then trying to form his own country thing. Oh my gosh. So yeah. I, I yeah. love that the musical makes you empathize with a villain but he's so much more of a villain when you know more of his story and it's just yeah so uh so that part is always going to be weird for me you know watching the musical listening to the, the songs going forward it'd be like burr now i feel you but mm, you're still totally. bad <laughs> you're still yeah it's like man and then burr burr narrates the whole thing so you're like oh i love burr and then you're like oh but now i wait what <laughs> Right? Exactly. Oh, it's so tough. <laughs> so who uh, surprised you uh, in the gals that we covered? Because we covered a lot of gals in this one. My goodness gracious. Who actually surprised me was that they had, that the Skylar sisters actually had two other sisters that wasn't mentioned. Right. Like, apparently he didn't, like, know enough about them to put them into the musical or something. Right. I do always wonder, because I've heard, uh, and I can't remember who described them, I can't remember if it was Lin-Manuel Miranda or not, described the Skylar sisters as, like, in vogue, or kind of, um, uh, oh, who am I thinking of? Uh, the Beyonce group, Destiny's Child. They were kind of the Destiny's Child. So I, I wonder if it was, well, let's just do three and, you know what I mean? Totally, <laughs> to kind of yeah. get that vibe. So that's a creative choice. But yeah, yeah there was more of them. <laughs> Phoebe, who surprised you? I actually had two surprises. So the first big surprise was Peggy. Um, Peggy! Peggy! I really, (laughs) uh, like, hearing the music, like, this sounds mean, but, like, I really wasn't curious about Peggy during the musical. Like, we kind of, she was kind of a joke. It was like, oh, and Peggy, you know, don't forget about Peggy. Except for we forget about the other two sisters, like Jessica mentioned. But it's like... Right, exactly. (laughs) um, But now it's like, okay, we heard there's all these stories about Peggy, and what else could she have done? Like, if these stories are even kind of true you know she was like a very strong-willed woman like Mm -hmm. i want to know more about peggy and there's not much more so she really surprised me yeah you said Um, you had two though who was the other one yes um my second one was martha washington i did not expect to learn as much as we did about her first off um i don't know why i didn't put together that she owned slaves and certainly not that many i did not put together that she took over the plantation or like was educated enough to run her own business essentially. So that really Mm -hmm. surprised me to learn just how much Martha Washington was involved in her own plantation and her own learning and her own, um, like livelihood. Like she sustained herself. Mm -hmm. She, she had husbands, but once she had what she had, she was self-sustainable. She was running a business basically. Yeah. Yeah, so that really surprised me. Yeah. Yeah, very true. 
Um, actually, Martha is the one that surprised me too, but for oh, a different cool. reason. Um, mm. Martha surprised me for wanting to have a private life and really trying to come to terms with being in the public eye. Uh, the burning of the letters was, I think, you know, just that really, um, that, that evidence of, no, I get to have a private life (laughs) (laughs) between, you know, me and my husband and you, you don't get to see this history. Uh, you don't get to, to tell this side of this story. I get to control this part. I think that was really surprising to me because when I think of, you know, George Washington and legacy and portraits and all that stuff, I would Mm -hmm. think Martha probably wanted the same, you know, right? Yeah, totally. You would assume so. I I was surprised and I was also kind of, um, I was proud of that. I don't know if proud's really the word. I was kind of like, yeah, you get that girl, you know, that's cool. You deserve that. (laughs) Yeah, totally. That's a really great point. So whose story did you connect to most? I know. And connection is whatever you want it to mean. <laughs> but mm-hmm. who kind of like, you know, whose story jumped out and been like, I get that. I love that. I relate to that. Or, yeah, that's me. <laughs> um. Well, this one was actually an easy answer for me. I connected to Eliza Schuyler Hamilton the most. I know that sounds almost cliche to say because we're talking about Hamilton. Um, however, she surprised me and she also she surprised me in the in how much we connected. Mm-hmm. If you've heard our episode about the Schuyler sisters, you know that she lived 40 years longer than Hamilton. And she spent those years... It was like 50 years, I think. Yeah, 50 years. And she spent those years clearing his name and Mm -hmm. just being loyal. And in Hamilton's last letter to her, it was essentially, I know that praying to God will bring you comfort. So in the event of my death, I hope that you pray to God and seek comfort in that way because I know he's close to you. And she did that, and she started the first orphanage in New York, and I was just like, this is the strongest um, representation of faith that I've ever seen in a, in oh, a person. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can relate to that, but on a level of, like, I want to achieve that level of faith someday. I want to achieve that level of peace and, like, acceptance that people are bad, but we we still love them and we can forgive Mm -hmm. to the point of redemption and all of this. So she's, she's somebody that's really inspired me and really is like, she's something I would like to attain to or to kind of achieve at some point in my life. Like a big inspiration to me, really. Yeah. A role model. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was actually thinking about her too, because like Phoebe said, she's, she went on and forgave Hamilton and still told mm-hmm. his story after he died. And it's amazing. Girl didn't mm-hmm. have to do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. She could have held that grudge forever and no, and barely nobody would have right. heard right. of Hamilton. She could have championed and, uh, or, uh, campaigned and wrote stories about her father. I mean, her oh, father yeah. accomplished a lot of things, too, and yeah. and she didn't. She collected stories about Hamilton, and it's quite amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, I connected to daughter Theodosia. That's so <laughs> Nothing cool. wrong with Eliza. I loved Eliza as well, but I really, for some odd reason, I connected to daughter Theodosia, and she broke my heart. 
I felt so sorry for her. Um, she was highly educated. She was raised as a feminist, which was totally rare for the time. Oh, yeah. But she had to clean up the mess of her very, let me just say, villainous father. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I think, yeah. honestly, she could have, to quote the musical, blown us all away with her brilliance um, yeah. and changed the world for the better. And I just, that tragedy really connects me to her you know what i mean just kind of totally. draws me in yeah. um to daughter theodosia so yeah that was mine <laughs> i love that i was wondering i was gonna be i was gonna list all of the women for jessica just as a recap but i didn't because i knew she knew them all but um i was like but what about daughter theodosia somebody here's gotta do <laughs> like yeah. gotta mention her. it's like yes kate you did it exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> i loved that story and yeah. it's still kind of like it feels like it's almost haunting me that you know her her disappearance and getting sick and it just, it, just, it really is weird there's like still a cloud that's kind of still with me of Theo so yeah. and I'm cool with that yeah. and I'm totally right. cool with that because I feel like I'm processing yeah that makes sense <laughs> Well, plus, maybe I'm also prepping for our uh, National Treasure Adventure that we're going to oh, go yeah, on totally. yeah, to try yeah. to figure yeah. out. Can I come too? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. you can come too. Yes. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Perfect. So uh, this one is for, for Phoebe and I. Who was the hardest to research, Phoebe, for you? Um. Well, yeah, the hardest to research were definitely the Skylar sisters. Um, especially right, Peggy. like the two missing ones. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like there was not a lot, and then Peggy. I really I was just like, I want to know more about Peggy. And there's like, you can find stuff about Peggy, but some people are like skeptical or of what it's true. And then it's like, Peggy was super hard, and I was like, man, I really mm. wanted to know more. So she's probably at the top of the hardest for me. Gotcha, of the, the mystery. Yeah. And I'll bet you the only reason why we even found as much as we found about Peggy is because of the musical. Oh, yeah, totally. I'll bet you if the musical didn't mention her at all, there wouldn't even be a Wikipedia page totally. of Peggy Schuyler at all. Yep. So, I mean, it, we got that. <laughs> and people are starting to write and research books about her. So far, a lot of them have been fan fiction. But right. you know what? I'll take it because sometimes totally. that's fun. <laughs> fan fiction is very fun, in my opinion. <laughs> yep. There's a new one that's called A.N. Peggy that just came out. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, gosh. Who was the hardest for me? Okay. I'm not sure. So, who was the hardest? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I, I had to look through all these gals. I had to look so much at what the men were doing oh my gosh, um, yeah. to try to see what the gals were dealing with. Mm -hmm. And it was like new to, to us really to have to do that. Um, right. It just, I think it's by dumb happenstance, the gals that we pick have a lot of information about their life and we don't have to necessarily go and see what the men are doing because they made a name for themselves. So, right. but at least we had like an outline of their life. We kind of had like the dot points and stuff like that. Um, Cause like even Martha Washington, we had to do a lot of digging. Oh yeah. We, we had to still see what had George to look at George. To. Yeah. Yeah. And even first husband. Yeah. Yeah. It was quite surprising that, that it, for Martha Washington, of all people, it was still kind of uh, digging around. Now, what it reminds me um, is that there must be a treasure trove of women's stories that have not been uncovered yet. 
Totally. You know what I mean? By asking, like, what did their daughter do? What did their mother do? What did their wife do? Mm-hmm. There might be a whole uh, bunch of wonderful stories that could be fascinating, that could have valuable lessons in it um, that you could take with you. So I I don't have a particular one. I think covering the women of the American Revolution were all hard to research. Totally. <laughs> yeah. I completely they agree. all had elements yeah. of what? And covering the Theodosias was so weird because of of how much we had to look into Burr's life. Right. And it was that delicate balance of, are we talking too much about Burr and not enough about them? And it's like, but it affects them. Right. So we have to talk about Burr, but we can't, like, it's not about Burr, but it's totally, uh, it was like, okay. (laughs) Very much so. Um, So, okay, this is fun because we're now get into kind of like the cross compare um which is it's just kind of it's just kind of fun to do um so what are the differences that you saw in these gals um i've been thinking about it and the difference that i see in some of these is that some are like really close to their father they're like daughter theodosia and like um angelica versus the younger skylar sisters who like eloped and didn't have their father's blessing exactly and i can't remember martha washington's father how long he lived i know we didn't talk that much about him but that is uh that is quite interesting i like that theodosia schuyler's and martha washington all were actually highly educated women which was very uncommon however martha was educated in business Theodosias, they were educated in numbers, but not necessarily business. They were they were educated in language and in communicating and um, social public relations and that kind of thing. And the Skylers were educated in basically being really, really good housewives. <laughs> like that that was their And being social. Yeah, totally, entertainers. Exactly. Yeah. So I thought it was interesting that they were all educated, but educated in different ways. And then, of course, Martha owned way more slaves than any of the other gals. Um, mm-hmm. The Theodosias both died very young, as opposed mm-hmm. to some of the Schuylers and Martha Washington, who lived f- fairly long. Um, she was our oldest one. Yeah, I think of all of them. I think so, I mean, pretty yeah. close to uh, Eliza. Those are the the two that got into their 80s and 90s, yeah. Right. So there's some that lived very old. There's some that... There's some that saw tremendous tragedy, you know, and then some that Mm -hmm. was, like, kind of on the outskirts, you know, of the tragedy. It's actually fascinating to think about it because they're very... It seems like if you laid them out one by one and were like, okay, they all had education... They all had parents, blah, 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 blah. In their early years, they all look very similar. But as they get older and some of them die and some of them do this and some of them elope. And it it all is fascinating to see how it all branches out. Yeah. Oh, very true. The big thing for me and the differences that came up was legacy. Mm -hmm. That was the one that I was finding quite fascinating. Um, it legacy seemed to be extremely important to the Schuyler sisters. Oh yeah. Totally. Um, Martha just dealt with it, you right. know, even though she didn't want it. She's like, this is, 
this is the hand that was dealt to me. And so this is what I will do, even though she seemed to hate it quite a bit. Right, she did. And I think the the Theodosias, they were sick most of their adult life. Um, and they had to deal with Burr. So right. I don't think it was really, you know what I mean, a um, um, a, a super big thing, you know. Right. So I, I thought we had an amazing variation on different kinds of legacy um, in this series. Um, totally. I found that really, Absolutely. really neat. Because sometimes I feel like the legacy is like, you know, I, I wanted to leave behind, you know, a, a fruitful career and open the door for others. And it's like, totally. you know what? That's not always the legacy. So um, I was really, I was really uh, happy and inspired by our variations on that this time. (laughs) Yeah, that's really cool. And of course, it's dumb luck. We have, yeah, we have no idea what's going to happen. No, we we don't like. We're not like, oh, let's research a bunch of gals and then say which ones are the best. We're just like, oh, let's. Which ones do we want to go for? (laughs) Wait, which ones sound interesting? Let's just go and find out as we as we discover. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so we talked about differences. What about uh, similarities? And I know Phoebe, you talked a little bit about the similarities. I did. Yeah. But but if there but if there's a, a a through line of kind of similarities that you saw, I can buy you some time. Do you want yes, me to go? Yes, Kate, go. <laughs> I mean, Leah. Okay. <laughs> so the <laughs> so the similarities that uh, that I saw, there was so much death. I mean, mm-hmm. between the children not living to adulthood, uh, wars, duels, right. for crying out loud, cancer, malaria, and then like disappearing at sea. There was so much death um, around all of these gals. And the other uh, similarities that I saw were most married into political families or they had kids that were involved in politics going forward. Not right. all of them, you know what I mean? But there was, it felt like there was a lot of, once you're in politics, you know, starting a whole revolution and all, mm-hmm. <laughs> you see it through and it continues through the generations in some way or another. Um, and I, th- I thought that was interesting that they totally. kind of, they, they stayed in politics, even though a lot of them died by being in politics. Ironic. <laughs> right. And that's actually kind of what I was thinking was like, one big similarity I'm seeing is we didn't intend for this to be the founding mothers podcast, but that's essentially right. what it turned into. You know, and I thought that was fascinating because we didn't mean to do that. We didn't mean to go research the founding mothers. That that was we just wanted to obsess about the musical for a exactly. while. Exactly, <laughs> but it turns out that it really seems that we learned about the founding mothers because they, in they um not inspired but influenced their husbands so much that that's really what they mm-hmm. were. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Jessica, what about you? What did you see as the similarities between the gals? Yeah, because you guys answered most of it. Like, they were all well-educated. They, a lot of it was based around politics and death. <laughs> There's not much more to really cover. This is true. This is why I always let you go first. Cause, and and oh, that's yeah. why the, I always to have to go last. Because I always steal, <laughs> uh, I, I steal Phoebe's answer all the time. She does. <laughs> <laughs> so we've determined, okay, fine, I'll go last. <laughs> so... Anything we missed uh, on mentioning in an episode uh, or something that we learned since the episode that uh, that we wanted to cover. 
this is kind of like our catch-all, you know what I mean? Like, was there something that we said, oh, we'll talk about that in the, in the epilogue show, or oops? <laughs> I personally think um, Martha Washington's um, slaves, actually. Um, I wish I could remember her name off the top of my head. Oh, Oni Judge. Yes, thank you so much. Okay, so mm-hmm. Oni Judge, I wish I knew about her sooner. Because honestly, I probably would have been like, let's do a whole episode about her because... We still can, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We can definitely have her on the list. Mm -hmm. Because I think it would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be interesting to hear um, more about the slaves and their perspectives because... um, And nurses in the revolution like now that i'm thinking about now i'm like okay right there's other nurses there's other women slaves and there's different perspectives it's not just just what you Mm -hmm. are expecting so i think that would be fascinating right oh that would be fun i love it i do have two that we actually started to mention in an episode or another one and then we forgot to follow up on (laughs) So as a little cleanup, I had mentioned that Martha Washington lived with Daniel Park Kustis in the White House. And I said, is that where we get the term the White House from? Oh, yeah, we never answered that. And we didn't answer that. So in this glorious epilogue, I actually did some digging. (laughs) Yay. Theodore Roosevelt officially gave the name the White House in 1901, so way later. Um, But there had been letters referring to the president's house as the White House much earlier. Now, the earliest evidence is the public calling it the White House in 1811. Now, that is after George Washington, but that is the first recorded evidence. That is when the fourth president of the United States, James Madison, was in office was there a record of it um now the other thing to remember is that george washington never lived in the white house because it was being built at the time Mm. so he was in the temporary white house or the temporary president's house in new york and also in philadelphia so i think it is safe to say it is a wild coincidence (laughs) (laughs) that martha grew up in a the White House and referred to it as that. And then the president's house in Washington, D.C. becomes the White House. Um, I did find some things that the reason why it's the color white is because it was a a special coat of paint that protected it from wear and tear. Other oh, wow. people said it was also to cover over the burn marks that happened <laughs> when the British tried to burn it down. Fair so enough. White House, we White forgot House. to cover. That makes sense. The other one we, I don't think we covered. So I'm just, I thought I'd throw it out there. I don't think we ever officially said that, yes, it's true that Martha Washington did name her feral tomcat (gasps) after Alexander Hamilton. I don't think we ever confirmed that. But it is true. (laughs) It is absolutely true. And I think we just kind of let it fall through the tracks. We did. The the cracks. (laughs) Yeah. That's cool. Martha Washington did name a feral tomcat after him. (laughs) Yep. We found the sources and we found the sites. And they said it was a very handsome cat. And so she named it after the handsome assistant secretary to her husband, <laughs> Alexander Hamilton. So I'm like, all right, then. that's funny. Right. <laughs> it was pretty funny. 
So those were, and I'm sure there is more, but those were the two that I actually remembered somehow. Don't know I'm so glad you did because like that line is why we're like, oh, we should do Martha Washington. The only line. So it was like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Clear that up. Because <laughs> I, I remember in the yeah. first, uh, the prologue, we just said we really hope that's true. Oh like, yeah, totally. <laughs> and it is. So woo-hoo. it is. Woo-hoo. Point for oh, Martha. <laughs> exactly. So our last question that we had is looking kind of uh, overarching looking at all of these gals what's the what's the big lesson um in terms of what did these gals spending time with them kind of walking around in their shoes hearing their stories um that you learned from the gals of hamilton phoebe yay okay because you know i because um, i can't go first <laughs> <laughs> nope. just kidding <laughs> um it's fine <laughs> Um, as we know, I know my history, American history, especially because of Liberty's Kids. It's an animated kids show. I did not realize how little of my own history I did not know and how much of my own history I didn't really want to know necessarily. Um, Mm -hmm. And if you talk to anybody from any other country, they know their history, typically. I mean, typically speaking, they know who their last five kings were. They know who their last, you know, whatever was. They know what's going on in the world politically, um, at least in their part of the world. And I'm not typically one of those people. Um, but coming at these gals from a story perspective and from a perspective of their human too it kind of um brought it back down to earth for me it was like okay maybe this isn't something I wanted to learn but it's something I need to learn and it's because it does directly affect me even if it's generations later um yeah these gals I think it was very important for me personally to learn about them because it is my own history and because now it's a lot more relatable to me and now I can relate American history to other people a lot better because I understand it at a level where um, it's personal now and it Mm -hmm. as it should be so that's kind of the impact it had for me yeah oh I love that beautiful Jessica are you ready trust me you don't want to go after me (laughs) (laughs) well what about jessica like um in regards to maybe thinking about school or um other people your age and learning about american history is there something that maybe surprised you that you learned at this age that you didn't expect to learn well if you put it like that um it's how much they how much education they got knowing that not much women got that much education back then and like financially and like knowing what's going on not much women had a voice and like with daughter theodosia becoming like america's first feminist i personally want to grow up to be like them Right. That's awesome. I love that. (laughs) Because, you know, it's somebody who was born in the 1800s, but they're relatable, right? That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find that you like school better, maybe, knowing how hard they had to work for an education? 
Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) It's like, yes. She's like, yeah. I mean, fair. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's better. Still don't really like it a whole bunch. I don't blame it. That was kind of a loaded question. I was just curious. Well, I kind of liked it before I learned about them. Oh, that's so. cool. There you go. See, you were already, you were basically already a fan. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> I dig it. And that's the value awesome. of the education. Right. But I do like that quite a bit. Yes. So you ready for the overarching lesson for me? Yes. Are you, Jessica? Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. It all came back to who lives, who dies, who tells your story mm-hmm. uh, from the musical. Who lives, who um, dies, it's. Who tells your story. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) It's something that I resonated so much with in the musical. When they had that line, I'm like, yes, because that's what Phoebe and I do. And yes, that is super important to, you know, it's what has benefited my life by knowing uh, other people's stories. I can I can take little breadcrumbs from it and put that into my life. So when I feel lost, I kind of just think, well, what did other people do in this situation? You know what I mean? Go through that. Go through those breadcrumbs. Go through that map, basically. Um, And so with it being the corner of the musical and the corner of this show, I loved it because in this show, we cover a lot of gals in the show who are no longer with us. Now, we do cover gals who are still building a legacy, um, but they are still telling their story. And right. they're still determining what their legacy is going to be. And they're still passing on lessons at this moment. But the gals of the past, like 1800s to, you know, BC, my goodness, if we can find information about them, right. um, their, their footnotes and their husband's accolades sometimes, you know, their footnotes to their husband's accolades. And they're not always in history books. So it's our job to tell their story. Um, and so we can pass on that knowledge. And who knows? Uh, I always tell Phoebe as we're doing research and as we're recording the show, you know what? Somebody might be listening to the show who's related to the gal we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And we're adding to their family history and we're allowing them to an opportunity to connect with their family and a piece of themselves that Absolutely. maybe is really, really hard to find. So for me, covering these gals, it is. It comes back to who lives, who dies, who tells your story. And I love that. <laughs> That's so awesome. I love that. Well, that wraps it up for us. Let us know on social media what you have learned from the Hamilton Gals. We are on Facebook at Your Gal Friday Podcast and on Twitter at Gals Guide Galaxy. Now, it's actually really hard to imagine, but we are nearly halfway through season two. So we are going to take a podcast break, but we are going to return May 11th with a series on funny gals. So now Phoebe and I are still deciding who our picks are going to be. And there's so many to choose from. Will it be Mary Tyler Moore, Lucille Ball, Moms Mabley, Ellen DeGeneres, Gilda Ratner? Who knows? We have so many options. We need your help. So let us know what funny gals you would like us to cover on the show. And who knows? Maybe you will be the guest in our recap episode. So we will be back on the streams in May. Thank you always for subscribing. For more information about this week's gal or to check out our previous episodes, visit galsguide.org. To support the show, visit the Gals Guide Patreon page. 
We love our patrons and offer exclusive perks and behind-the-scenes access for as little as $1 a month. Thank you so much for subscribing to Your Gal Friday.